0: Welcome to The Ryan Pineda Show. Where our mission is to invest. I only expect to make money in things that I understand.
1: Innovate. It's about believing in the future and thinking that the future will be rather than the past.
0: And inspire. I am much more likely to hit my goal just due to putting it out there. there. you now rocking with the best. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Ryan Pineda Show. I've got my cousin Josh back for another round of uh, just talking about normal people stuff, man. Yeah, normal people stuff. (laughs) No, just kidding. So we actually had a previous episode with Josh. If you missed out, um, it was about the 9 to 5 and just kind of the struggles that, you know, the everyday person has on that and just leaving and trying to get out of it. Um, Today's episode, I kind of want to talk about what it's like trying to buy your first either home or maybe your first rental property. It's something you're actually going through right now. So I'm excited to talk about like what your thought process is and kind of go through some different things that I'm sure many people are wondering about. Oh, it's,
1: I mean, I kind of did it wild too. I was, I heard that, uh, Tesla and Apple, they're moving their headquarters down to Austin, Texas. So I mean, did you hear that from my youtube video? uh no, it was actually it was before your YouTube video, <laughs> okay, yeah, I think we're on the same like research pages of stuff first, but um i I was checking out the market out there plus i I love austin i have you ever been no, I haven't dude, you got to get out there it's it's a blast. What do they say it's weird? It's very weird, <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it it's weird and it's fun, but um the uh so i was I wanted to jump on the market because the houses are relatively not that expensive, plus um, you know, it, it, they're all real nice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Everybody out there is nice. What is so cool about Austin? Why are all these tech companies moving there?
1: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say land probably. There's a lot of space that's okay. out there and around the surrounding Austin zones. I mean, it used to be all farm stuff. You, you see a lot of like flattened out cornfields, Yeah, you know, and then, um, the only thing that that's the downside, you know, there's no state tax that's out there, um, Property tax is expensive though.
0: Yeah, I've heard that in Texas is crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean they got to pay for those giant sta- like football stadiums. That's the
0: the high school stadiums. Yeah. The high school stadiums are nicer than UNLV stadium. <laughs>
1: For real. For real. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a full on Friday night weekend event out there for,
0: you know, any kind of high school football stuff. Yeah. It's nuts.
1: Yeah. They're all superstars.
0: So you're buying in Austin. Um, and we'll talk about that deal later on in the podcast individually, but let's talk about some things that I'm sure many people are wondering, especially, like I said, if you're trying to buy your very first home or you're trying to buy your first investment, something like that. So the number one thing I get asked is, are we in a bubble? is the market gonna crash like you know what what's gonna happen since coronavirus and everything that's going on well i, I it, well actually let me ask you is that something that you thought about i, I you know what right now I'm thinking of the long term so I'm not really scared of a
1: bubble right you know it, it, I feel like it it's something can recover in ten years it it'll be fine um it's it I think the bubble moves, you know, like we had the dot-com bubble in 2000 and then we had the housing crisis in 2008. Yeah. And, you know, now we're going to be, uh, I don't know,
0: have you looked at used
1: car prices recently? <laughs> like, Dude, it's insane.
0: Yeah. The luxury cars are insane. The It's funny, like the craziest assets are appreciating right now. Like mm-hmm. boats are the most expensive they've ever been. Break
1: out another thousand. That's what boat stands for. Break out another thousand. Yeah. yeah when it comes to maintenance, <laughs> break out another thousand because yeah. it's just... It, it's not going to (laughs) appreciate.
0: Yeah. And I can just tell you too, you know, I, I just bought a piece of land that I'm going to build my new house on. And the reason was I looked at the luxury home prices and they were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, I thought we're in a recession. Like there's a pandemic going on. People don't have jobs, Mm -hmm. but the reality is the pandemic has created kind of like an even bigger wealth gap. Like the rich got richer, you know, like the rich got the PPP loans. They got you know, the people who had these digital type businesses thrived like Amazon, you know, what did Elon and Jeff Bezos end up being worth after the pandemic? They like double, they each gained like a hundred billion dollars in net worth or something crazy. Oh yeah.
1: Brick and mortar stores are closing left and right too.
0: So it's like this wealth gap is widening and like it's being redistributed. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to, uh, you know, just like the bubble and stuff. Are we in one? Well, to me, It just really depends what side of the fence you're on, you know? Oh, yeah. Because I just don't see any way that housing drops with what they're doing. And I I would say it should drop if there was no government interference. But the fact that we have so much interference now, to me, it's like they're signaling, hey, we're not going to let it happen. Yeah. And so it doesn't. Yeah. I
1: mean, (laughs) as long as interest rates stay low, and I I think that housing is going to be fairly, you know, it's going to stay the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interest rates are staying low. Inventory is at all time lows nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, demand has never been greater than it is today. I mean, people are wanting to leave apartments and condos because they want some yards and the suburbs. You know, you're seeing people leave the coast like California, like New York, and they're trying to go to Vegas and Tampa and all these things. And, you know, it's funny because I, I've i done those YouTube videos and they are my best videos. Like they have yeah. hundreds of thousands of views just talking about why everyone's leaving California, mm-hmm. which is one of those was, Hey, they're leaving to go to Austin. Yeah. They're leaving to go to Vegas. And even those markets where people are still leaving, they're getting replaced by new people. Mm-hmm. So those markets are still hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I, I what's
1: that rule in California that they're proposing? The it's like an income tax rule where yeah. you have
0: to continue paying California yeah, even after that, you leave. That was That's what why. that video is about. When I first made that video, I never thought that it would like go viral or anything, but it was just like this BS rule that I saw. I was like, no way they're gonna try and do that. Essentially, they're trying to propose that if you leave California you still will owe them income tax. It's like mm-hmm. how can you owe them income like you're going to pay this other state income tax if they have it. you mm-hmm. You're going to pay twice? Yeah. You're le- like you have the choice to leave. It's like they're going to hold you hostage and they're talking about retroactively doing it. So it's like even if you move there and say 2019, call it. Mm-hmm. They they're like, "Oh, well, if you lived here in 2016, you still got to pay 2017, 2018, 2019. Like, how can, how can you do that? that? Yeah, that's impossible. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, by the way, you owe me another 115 grand.
0: Yeah, you you totally, you know, made a smart move to leave so you could uh, not pay this, but, you know, we're still going to hit you for it. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Text, like, take your property in California? I mean, how are they going to? Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but the fact that they're even trying to propose it is, yeah. like, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That's ridiculous. It's like, I never got that bill. <laughs> no. So anyways, um, I, I just think no matter where you're at, I don't think we're in a bubble. I do think it's an awesome time to buy a home, um, mainly because I, I do think prices are going up. Yeah, that's one
1: of the things why I jumped in Austin so quick. It was, I was like, I don't want these prices to shoot up anymore. I've been looking at Zillow and Trulia and all that stuff. And, right, um, you know, it's plus 10 grand this month. Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't wait another month
0: because I don't want it to be a plus 30 grand. Right. So let's actually talk about that. Let's talk about markets. I get a lot of people who tell me that. They're like, Ryan, what market's the best market to invest in? They're like, we see you're in Vegas. Why don't you buy a ton of Vegas rentals? We see you're in Big Bear. You know, should we buy in Big Bear? And it's funny. We were talking about this our last episode we filmed together. I don't know your situation or what you're capable of or any like I can't tell you what's the best market. It's going to really depend on you. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've always said about real estate markets, especially when it comes to rental property, um cuz what what I will say is with flips, it really doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, you're 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 going to flip it and make your money. If you buy it extremely discounted, mm-hmm. you can flip it and make money really fast. Yeah. But the long term like you had mentioned, is like, hey, even if it crashed tomorrow, I, I plan to hold this long term it's going to recover, yeah, I mean, even if you bought a house in two thousand and seven, if you held it till today, you're looking really good, yeah, you just paid off thirteen years of principal, plus you know it's worth more today, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so even if you had the worst timing in the history of real estate, you were fine ten years later, dude, did you know <laughs> the
1: the house that i that I bought in two thousand and eight um I bought it. Super discounted because it was originally foreclosed, and I I, I paid two ten for it or something like that. And when it you know two thousand and ten, they were like, yeah, it's only worth a hundred and seven. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It was already discounted. How is yeah. it you know even less? Right. And um, yeah, it it it's back up now. I mean, it's it's probably worth, worth three hundred now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just I'm like, damn! If I would have held onto that house, it wouldn't have right. You
0: know, if you could have found a way to rent it out you know mm-hmm. and have somebody else pay it down you'd be sitting on a really nice asset yeah i'd have a chunk i mean that was yeah 12 years ago right you know and so that's why i think right now is a great time to buy especially if you're a buy and hold guy mm-hmm. um and so really if if you do make the decision like you're agreeing with what i'm saying right now and you said okay the market's not going to crash but even if it does it's it, not going it, to be a problem it's not going to be a big problem cuz i'm getting such cheap debt like you mentioned i mean <laughs> rates are in the two, like they're literally giving money away. Then the reason they're doing that is because they want more money in the economy. Mm -hmm. You know, the more loans they lend out, the more money that's in the economy. And it just, that's how it works. That's Mm -hmm. economics. And, um, I would just say I've done quite a few YouTube videos on this. Um, if you guys don't follow, or I mean, subscribe to my main channel, go to Ryan Pineda on YouTube and you'll see a bunch of rental property videos I've done. And the main question you got to ask yourself with every market is am i looking for appreciation or am i looking for cash flow mm-hmm. because it's very difficult to get both in the same market you know for instance vegas i have got rentals out here and the cash flow sucks you know at the end of the day my mortgage might be 1500 bucks on a property and it rents for $1, 17 1800 it's not good yeah once you once you take in property management i i mm-hmm. might actually be losing money yeah <laughs> but at the same token, I'm getting a lot of benefits that offset that. I'm getting tax write offs. I'm getting um, principal pay down. I'm getting appreciation, and so I'm okay with the trade off. And I also know that in like five years, ten years, it's going to actually cash flow really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be eighteen hundred today. Five years from now, what's what's it going to be? Twenty three hundred. Yeah. Twenty five hundred. Ten years from now, three thousand, and then we're looking really good. Yeah. So for me anyways, I can this is why I say everyone's situation is unique. I can be okay not making any money cash flow wise. Or in fact, even if it's vacant, cover the mortgage and be okay. Yeah. Um, but that's not everyone's situation. If you can't afford to do that, you should not take that strategy. <laughs> you know? But the other side of the coin is cash flow. And so a lot of people go to these Midwest states. I, I use the Midwest a lot because that is where on paper, the best cash flow is. Um, I mean, you could get a house for hundred thousand, hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and it rents for, you know, 1500, $1, Like you're, it rents way Making better money, yeah, yeah. But it's like those don't really appreciate the way the Vegas homes appreciate. You know, that house in two thousand ten that you um, had, mm-hmm. you know, for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, the house is worth three hundred thousand now, three x mm-hmm. ten years later. That hundred thousand dollar house in the Midwest, what was it going for ten years ago? You know. Yeah, it, the well, the
1: Austin area that I was looking at. There's a town called Flugerville. Um, it was like a year ago
0: the house was going for a one seventy five. Now it's two sixty. Right. That's you know, where I want to be personally. Yeah. You know, I would much rather get the appreciation, mm-hmm. just because my position. I don't need to make another couple hundred bucks every month. That doesn't really excite me. Yeah. Um, but that's like I said. It's not saying that it's wrong. I know a lot of people, even some of my students, they have like 50 rental units in the Midwest and, you know, they're making 200 bucks, 300 bucks a unit and they're making really good cash flow. And, um, it's a good strategy if I would say you're in that market and you understand it. Guys like us in Vegas trying to invest in Ohio. Yeah. Probably not going to end up well.
1: (laughs) Well, plus you have to have somebody there that you trust that, you know, can keep an eye on your property and, you know, that- that's work on its own, just trying to find
0: somebody that can do that for you. Right. So let's talk about Austin then. You know, we're talking about markets. I, I literally just said, you know, it's tough to uh, go virtual, but you're doing it anyway as your very first rental. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So are you making a huge mistake or what are you doing? Uh, you know, I mean, it,
1: yeah, it's not really. A, it, are uh, you second guessing it now? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I, I just don't think that there would be a, um, you know, it, it's trial and error. Everything's there's no real mistakes. It's, you know, it's all learning. Experiences. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, I got a nice lady over there. That's like, I'll do your property management for you. And I mean, how'd you she, meet her? Um, she's a friend, a uh, family friend that's okay. out there. That's so, good.
0: Uh, I thought you were going to say Zillow. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped onto some <laughs> some random website. I was like, Hey, Craigslist, who can help? Me um, uh that's how I, You know what? I, I could talk a lot about Craigslist cuz uh I used to flip so many couches on Craigslist, but I hired my first contractors and everything on Craigslist. They worked out great. Yeah, they they were fantastic. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> so, uh you know, it's just I'm I'm looking for long-term entirely. So, it's one of those things where it's like either way, I mean, my mortgage is going to be x and, you know. Yeah, let's talk about the numbers. What what are you seeing on the numbers? Uh, I mean, I'm probably going to be breaking even for the first the first go around because a lot of the houses that I where I bought my house out there they're going for 1,900 a month. Okay, 1,900.
0: Is, um, and you're buying a new build, right? Yeah, it's a new build. Okay, so I like that. Um, so you're buying a new build. What's the price? Uh, it was uh 274. Like, how big is it? Bedroom? It's a uh,
1: 1,600 square feet, uh, four bedroom. It's got two bath, uh, two car garage. Dude, that's,
0: you can't, you can't find that in Vegas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, and it the backyard's huge too. It's uh it's 50 by 60. I thought I had a big backyard out here with the 35 by 35, (laughs) you know, I mean, my old house that it was, uh, you open the the
0: back slider and, and you could hit the wall. Yeah. You get one foot out and you know, you're, you're done. That's, that's Vegas for you. Yeah. And, um, the people in California, like I'm listening to Vegas and I'm like, that's a, you know, that'd be great if that existed in Vegas, which it did. 3 4 years ago. Yeah. But the people in California are listening and they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. yeah. You can get that in Austin, Texas? Mhm. Oh yeah, they I mean, uh,
1: I had a client that he told me he's like, "Yeah, I sold my ca- my house in Glendale and I could buy seven houses out here." <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like and he lived in an old house in Glendale.
0: It wasn't, you know, right nice by any standpoint. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? My company, Future Flipper, can help. We've trained hundreds of people all over the country, learn to flip, wholesale, and buy rental properties. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your investing journey. Whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your company, Future Flipper can help. We have courses, coaching, and events for all levels of investors. So if you wanna take the next step, go to futureflipper.com and book a free consultation to see how we can help you. Once again, that's futureflipper.com. One of the hardest parts about real estate investing is finding a good contractor. That's where Southwestern Custom Construction comes in. They've been doing remodels in Nevada and Arizona since 2006. As a fully licensed and bonded general contractor, they're able to help with any type of renovation, all the way from an entry-level fixer-upper to a custom luxury home. Southwestern Custom Construction specializes in working with investors. I've personally used them on many of my projects, so I know their team is legit. If you want to get a bid on a project, head over to CustomHomeNow.com. Once again, that's CustomHomeNow.com. Are you looking to find off market real estate deals? One of the best tools my team uses is Batch Leads. With Batch Leads, you're able to pull data, manage lists, and send text messages. On top of that, you can get nationwide access to the MLS to get pictures and comps. My team has used Batch Leads to get some of our best deals, so I know it works. You want to start today? You can get half off your first month by going to BatchLeads.io and using the promo code Ryan. Once again, that's BatchLeads.io promo code Ryan for half off your first month. Now back to the show. So you're buying it for 275. How much are you going to put down?
1: See, that's that's where I'm. You I'm, were asking me about this. Yeah, what was, were you thinking? See, you know, I know the 20% down is going to help me out with as far as like price wise, well, you know, cash flow. I mean, it's going to drop the price of my my mortgage every month right. on it. Um, but then I'm like, how do I put 5% down? That'll still get me into that zone where
0: it's, mm-hmm. they're going to let you put 5% down even as a rental. Uh, I, I didn't tell them it was a rental. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I hope none of them watch this, but yeah. so, so you're going to put, well, here's the deal. You can actually put 10% down as a second home. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so,
1: yeah, cause I was, I was ready to put the 20 yeah. down, you know, just to call it a day. Right. Um, and keep it copacetic. But I mean, if I could put 10% down, it would be right. I, um, painful. my
0: first big bear home was 10% down. That's -hmm. what I did. And then, um, we got so much equity that, you know, I ended up refinancing it. And what's funny is because rates are so low and because prices are so high, I'm going to refinance it again. Yeah. I was actually talking about this on Instagram the other day. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, definitely go follow. And, uh, we'll link to that below. But on stories, I was saying that three years ago, I bought my very first like true rental, which was in Big Bear. Bought it for two hundred thousand dollars, and you know I put ten percent down. And honestly, I didn't think it was gonna be the start of like this business. You know, now I've got ten of them out there, mm-hmm. and I was just like, dude, Big Bear's cool to hang out at. I love snowboarding. I love nature. It's way different than Vegas. 200,000 is super cheap for a vacation home, you know? And I just bought it and I thought the market was undervalued because Tahoe and stuff was like twice the price. Brian head. I just didn't really like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I bought it, put like 30 grand into it, made it super nice. And, uh, I thought that was it. Well me, I got the bug cause I immediately saw how much it was making in Airbnb. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta buy more of these. And sure enough, I kept buying and buying. But long story short, I actually am refinancing that property today because it appraised at four twenty just three years later. Yeah, that's huge, insane. And the rates are lower, so like I might end up having a very well not a similar payment, but not much more, and take out all that cash and out that extra. Yeah, and then I can go reinvest that into Austin, Texas, or something. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we could be neighbors. I don't know about that, but <laughs> as long as the numbers make sense, so tell me you're buying it for two seventy five well, and I guess before we get to that, my whole point with that was this is what happens with appreciation and rental properties is like if you pick the right market after you get a lot of options, like I was making cash flow, but now, hey, you know what, I could pull out a hundred thousand dollars and you know yeah do
1: you something can, with it, yeah, you can definitely just jump into something else and you know it. it the bottom line is that cash flow does come in handy, right? You know, it, it opens doors and opportunities back to the previous episode with the nine and nine to five stuff. It's, you know, if you get a paycheck for a hundred grand that can, you know, that could open up a weekend for you.
0: Well, and it it could open up a year for you. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because we talked about on the nine to five, a lot of guys are scared to do it because it's like, oh man, I rely on this. I have a family, but what if somebody gave you a check for a hundred grand a day?
1: Yeah. It could be life changing.
0: Yeah, it is life changing yeah. for 99% of people. I remember the first time I made 20 grand, it was life changing. Yeah. You know, on a, a flip, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I made this this quick. Yeah. Why have I not been doing this yeah. sooner? And I was like, I got to do this more. And, you know, it's like if you got 100,000 today, that would give you a lot more courage to quit your job and really pursue, you know, a passion, mm-hmm. whether it be YouTube or, you know, uh, I know you're super into cars and you work for Mercedes, but, um, maybe it's something different with cars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: I would like to buy them and hang out with them and drive them around. That would be, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's funny getting off topic a little bit, but, uh, I had one of my buddies who started basically you've heard of Turo, right? Mm -hmm. So it's essentially like a Turo, but for exotic cars only like, and he has a shop or whatever, where you just rent them out for the day. Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, invest in a Lambo and, I'll give you half the profits. Like I'll rent it out for you and all this stuff. He's like, it's a good investment. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, if it pays for itself and then in five years I own a Lambo. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's- but, but for me anyways, it, it would go against my debt to income for buying houses, which are way more important to me than buying a Lambo. <laughs> yeah. Again, the Lamborghini is not going to really appreciate like the house will. No, not at all. But uh, anyways, so Austin, Texas, Okay, hey, you're buying this for 275 and you know, we don't know how much you're going to put down, yeah. but Question. you said it's going to rent rent for like 1900. Yeah. The, the other houses that
1: I noticed in that area, they're going for 1900. Mine's a little bit bigger than the ones that are going for $1, well, and plus so. yours is brand new.
0: Yeah. So I think you'll get more. Yeah. What? Uh, I don't know what the property taxes, how much are the property taxes on it? Oh, uh, they're like six, 700 bucks a month. Dude, that's crazy. It's huge a $275,000 house in Vegas for, for reference property tax is like a hundred a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: and crazy. I was
0: looking at the payment and I was like, you you're know, like, why is the payment so high? Yeah. I'm like, why is it the same as my house here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing that, uh, everyone should definitely be aware of is look at the total payment. Cause there are HOAs, there are, um, you know, the property taxes vary place to play. I mean, Cali, they're pretty expensive, but they ain't that expensive.
1: You yeah. Know? It's paying for those stadiums
0: that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Those those 14-year-olds, <laughs> they need a nice facility, man. Got <laughs> to play in front of the fans. Friday um, night lights. <laughs> so for you, you know, you've, you've been asking me about real estate for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when did we buy your house you live in now? Uh, three years ago. It's okay. Coming up on three years. So we got you that one three years ago, and ever since then you've been talking about rental properties and all that. Why? Why now? What's kind of been the push? I, I'm rebuilding the capital,
1: uh, it, you know, to to get into that, and then also, you know, I I'm I'm looking more on you know not what could go wrong, but what could go right. Right. You know, it, it was definitely a mindset change. So, you know, I've been I've been thinking very differently the last seven months. Right. So it's, it, it, you know, I, a, a lot of me has been held back because I'm like, Oh God, what's going to go wrong? Right. Everything. I'm going to lose everything. I can't, right. you know, I can't, uh, I can't have my kids sleeping on the street, yeah. you know? Um, so now I'm, I'm
0: taking that risk to, you know, what could go right. What, what, what caused that mindset change? Like, cause most people, it is fear. Fear is what prevents people from taking action. I, for me over the last seven months, it's been, uh, it's been
1: a wild ride. You know, I, uh, I got dumped by my girlfriend of seven years and, and, you know, I was just, I was always thinking negatively, but hoping for positive outcomes of things. So right now I'm, I'm like, you know what, what could go right? You know, I'm not going to look at the, what could go wrong. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to close my eyes and,
0: and, you know, fumble through it kind of just to see what happens. You know, what I found is that failure is really what pushes us to the next level, you know? And I use the example of, um, what I, my year I had in 2019, for those of you don't know, um, we had a really big year in 2018. Um, I was riding high, you know, we made over $2 million flipping houses and that was the first year, you know, I was really building my business. And in 2019, a lot of different things happened. Number one, um, They raised interest rates. We Mm -hmm. were just talking about that, right? And the kind of demand for houses stopped. And so I got exposed by a lot of the bad things I was doing and bad habits. Um, Some of those habits were betting on appreciation with our flips, which I teach people never to do, but I was doing it. Um, Second thing was we were very inefficient in a lot of our processes. So, you know, we weren't getting projects done on time. We were going over budget. We were buying deals that were suspect As far as like, you know, just trying to make them work. Mm -hmm. And those things all came back to bite us in 2019 because uh, you cannot run a business that way. And it was like, we didn't notice them in 2018 because we were making so much money. Yeah, it was rolling along. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you look at what actually happened though and you're like, wow, we went over 20 grand over budget, but we still made 20 grand. This is great. Yeah. It's like, well, no, we should not have made money on that deal. Yeah. We got lucky. Yeah. And- to to long story short, it we ended up losing half a million dollars on bad deals in 2019, and uh, no one had to pay for that loss but me, because um, all my investors, everybody, you know, they all got paid their interest and in everything they were due, and uh, I had to wear it myself, and so that humbled me and taught me a lot. And on top of that, you know, I became a dad in 2019, and I'm um, trying to balance trying to raise a family, run businesses. And, uh, you know, you know, my son JP was in the NICU for two months and dealing with that was stressful. And, you know, at the end of the year he had brain surgery, you know, cause, yeah. uh, he bumped his head and, uh, he had a brain bleed. And so it was like 2019 for me was such a year of turmoil for business, for, you know, family, everything. And then it was like, that really helped me figure out that like, Hey, okay, not everything is always going to be on the up and up. Like when you get punched in the face, that's when you really got to make some changes. And we made those changes in 2020. I hired consultants. I changed our business model. I did a bunch of different things and, you know, ended up having our best year ever, despite, you know, the pandemic and everyone else having their worst year, you know, and it was only because 2019 was so difficult. And so I just think, a lot of people um who don't make changes cuz they're comfy. Mhm. No, oh, yeah, 100%. You get complacent. Yeah.
1: You get complacent.
0: And you you just I mean, honestly, I I really do <laughs> I mean, you don't ever want to like root for failure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's the best teacher. Yeah. I think that's a saying. Failure's the best teacher, maybe.
1: Yeah. No, that that's definitely a saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I I'm just happy that uh you are Finally buying that first deal, it sounds like you know it was a tough thing that made you finally take action and make a change, so I'm proud of you and I really do hope that uh you know this episode encourages other people to uh you know start taking action. don't wait until you fail yeah mean, there's action. no
1: time like the present that's that's for sure it's you yeah. know uh what is it procrastination just, yeah it, it, it's yeah, the you, enemy of everything yeah, it is it's <laughs> yeah
0: i it's, would I would just say like everyone, it just take action. Like you said, um, there's so many things that can go wrong, but there's so many things that can go right. Yeah. I love that, that you said that. So anyways, guys, um, I really do appreciate everyone for watching this episode. Um, we're going to be back at it with another segment with Josh talking about some other things. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and, uh, we are going to be continuing to pump out these episodes. So we appreciate you guys. Take care. Thanks for watching The Ryan Paneda Show. If you want to work with me, head over to RyanPaneda.com. You can find my courses, coaching programs, and upcoming events. We also have free resources you can download, so head over to RyanPaneda.com.